Right, so are we ready to go? Ready as we'll ever be, man. All right, everyone listening on the floor, this is take number two. Welcome to the Cloud Realities podcast, and we're about to kick off. Welcome to Cloud Realities, a conversation show about what cloud-driven transformation really means for businesses and humans. I'm Dave Chapman, and we are still at reInvent. Uh, we are on day three at this point uh, on the expo floor. With me is roving reporter Rob Kernahan. Rob, hello, hello, hello. hello. How are you doing? I am. Um, I'm actually uh, pretty good today, Dave. I've uh, early le- um, early night last night and uh, feeling fresh and you know ready to go. I think that would have been the sensible option for all of us. <laughs> also joining us again this week is Tom Metzeller. Tom, do you have an early night? I did sort of. He's <laughs> 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 Sorry, my tongue doesn't follow my thinking. <laughs> and how are you feeling this morning? Yeah, no, I'm okay. I'm, uh, I had already a couple of coffees. I was here at six, so things are panning out now. Very good. I've had a couple of coffees good. as well. Yeah. I feel a bit better for that. that. And uh, looking forward to day three of the show? Oh, absolutely. I mean, we had such great meetings and uh, customer interactions over the last couple of days. So really good conversations around innovation, about how you drive business outcomes, how our new services and solutions are helping uh, to think about new areas to explore it while being sustainable. Yeah, indeed. Indeed. We'll come to that subject in a second. All right. What do you highlight to the show so far, Tom? Well, obviously, Werner's keynote is always a highlight. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Everybody likes that. Obviously, I haven't watched it, but for the people that have watched it, <laughs> you heard it was good. Yeah, I heard it was good. Yeah. Um, our focus on industry uh, solutions, helping and thinking about how we can pinpoint key themes in industries and helping solving these opportunities or challenges uh, with solutions that are running on AWS. I think that's a, that's a great takeaway and how we then use partners, another focus area that we made uh-huh. strong agreement, how we use that uh, to bring it to the market and work with customers on getting it done. Industry cloud, I think, in industry solutions, for sure, uh, the big, a big trend for, you know, next year for sure, but then on onwards, I think, we're going to see more of it, right, Rob? Yeah, yeah, that whole um, conversation we had yesterday with John around business outcomes, verticalization of how we operate, teams contained to create that outcome, very, very important, and it's, uh, we'll talk a bit later about the power to the builders to be able to create those solutions quickly. We heard a lot about that um, in the keynote this morning. We did indeed. Fantastic. Look forward to that in a second. So, Tom, thanks again for joining us today. Uh, we're going to talk about cloud sustainability and and what moving to the cloud and what, uh, what use of the cloud can do to help your organization become more sustainable. So let, let's start with that first of all. So what's the current perspective on sustainability from AWS? And what are they doing to support their customers? Let me start first with, uh, with trying to uh, message the why. Why are we doing this? Right? Oh, for sure. Um, it's always good to know, understand why we are doing something, right? Yeah. Good place but to start. Su- sustainability is a discipline, I would think, in which we try to uh, reduce our impact on the environment, right? Now, why are we in, in need of doing this, right? We're running out of uh, temperature, <laughs> yeah. basically, right? So the world is getting hotter. 
and that has an impact on the entire ecosystem, on the weather, on the the way uh, people heat and or cool themselves, mm-hmm. uh, and that has of course an impact also on the ocean. And we all live from the ocean, right? The ocean, the ocean waters have become 30% more acid in the last 10 years. Right. Right. That's a big jump, <coughs> which means ocean life is changing as well. So, if you want to be serious about reducing that impact, we have to have sustainability targets for everything we do as mm-hmm. an individual at mm-hmm. our homes, as enterprises in what they produce, what they, how they deliver it, how they distribute it, and how they dispose of it at the end when it doesn't work or when it's end of life. So in Amazon, we are very keen on, you know, being part of that uh-huh. and enabling that. Uh-huh. So we have set ourselves very ambitious sustainability goals on being carbon neutral in 2025. Right. Um, which is a big and ambitious target considering the number of data centers very fulfillment centers that we very have. Very significant. In AWS, we are following that suit, of course, and making sure that our data centers are sustainable. Uh, 13 of our regions are already at 95% renewable energy. Mm. Uh, and the rest is following suit. So by 2024, we will have that target uh, achieved. Now, no, now, what does it mean for our customers? Mm. Mm. Uh, that means that when you put something into the cloud, you are immediately gaining on sustainability impact. Your CO2 output will be lower, your greenhouse gases will be lower. Yeah. Um, there's some numbers that are circulated, it's hard to put hard numbers on that, but we're talking about up to 80% reduction of CO2 impact by moving a workload from on-prem to the cloud. Oh, that's an, that's an, interesting, that's an interesting number. That's a, that's a big number indeed, absolutely. Now, so that's one thing. We call it sustainability of the cloud. And similar to our shared responsibility model, we have the sustainability of the cloud and the sustainability of the data that our customers put into the right, cloud. Right, right. So the sustainability of the cloud is, of course, our our core business, right? Moving to Graviton processors, consuming less, while still being more performant. Um, the network components that we use, how they use energy. So we've seen lots of announcements during this week about mm around performance, being more efficient, our infrastructure, even the Nitro V5 that we announced uh, this this week, uh, which is the hypervisor for uh, platforms, is more performance versus less power consumption. So right. that, that's clearly a target for everything. Now the second area, and that's where we have even more impact going forward is, how do we help customers to become more sustainable in their business processes? Think about uh, companies that produce goods. So the production of goods, how do you make that more sustainable? How do you distribute these goods? Can you find sustainable ways of distribution? How do you put it into the the stores when it's being sold? Can that be made sustainable? And there's of course always waste. What do you do with that waste? Or what do you do with the items that are, at the end of the day, uh, need to be either disposed or recycled? So Mm. the entire life cycle, uh, there's a big call out for our customers and for our partners and we are here to support you is let's think about how we can do all these elements in a more sustainable way Yeah, and many of these areas can run and can rely on services that we're building in the cloud right? yeah and I think I think we saw this earlier with AWS supply chain so how do you understand your footprint 
and become more sustainable. First, yeah. you have to visualize where the impact is. And now, yes, IT is a big part of it, but just understanding your supply chain yeah. from sourcing through to logistics and getting it to the consumer or the customer, um, that's a massive part of reducing your CO2 impact. So the tools in the cloud allow you to see it, then you yeah. can target it, and then you can get a much better impact associated with the reduction of the CO2. So it is that absolute end-to-end -end view of everything for an organization. Absolutely. Good, good. They're going to help them tackle the problem head on. I'm also interested in the in the first point you made about um, about the cloud infrastructure itself moving towards being more carbon neutral. What, what's your perspective on the sort of increased processor load from, from things like um, machine learning workloads and how, and how do we balance that, making sure that that level of extremely high um, uh, processor load is, is sustainable in itself? Because we're obviously moving to a future where there's more of that, there's yeah. more data, more yeah. processing load. Yeah. Well, again, technology helps to some extent, right? So our Graviton 3 processors, the new processors that we brought out for HPC. <clears throat> we have, um, we are having a big focus on how can we provide better performance for this very heavy workloads yeah, yeah. while still reducing uh, consumption. Now, of course, you need to be sensible when you use machine learning to in, in your workloads, right? So a design question, well-architected. We do have a well-architected framework that helps to understand what is the sustainability impact of the workload that you are producing? Right. So right. that helps to assess: Can I, will my project have a big impact or a small impact? Yeah. We have carbon estimators. Right. These are tools that allow to estimate for a new workload, a new application that you build, a new scenario, uh, what the impact of that on the on okay. the carbon footprint is. So these are all tools that help to go and, through assessment and then the measuring part. And and how sophisticated is that tooling at the moment? Does it does it allow you? Does it does it, for example, have a look at the code that you've written and help you optimize code at this stage? Is it heading in that direction? Well, we're getting there. It's a, you know, it's an iterative process. So we, we start, of course, with the infrastructure that is relatively easy to measure and to to understand. Yeah. Um, once we go into the the workloads themselves, the code themselves, there's the techniques to make code more sustainable, right? So there's a, even a study that was done uh, a while ago on which. Uh, Programming language is the most more sustainable one. Right. Um, Which one won? Uh, now you got me. I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was Rust. Yeah. <laughs> was actually on top of it. Um, so that's uh, an interesting approach. But yeah, while we iterate and think about, okay, what else can we measure in order to understand what the workload is? We're opening up another can of worms, which is there's a lot of data that we need to measure. Yeah. We need to put the data somewhere. We need to run analytics on it, and ideally machine learning, so that we can analyze the data quickly. And and what position do you think uh, teams like FinOps teams, e.g., uh, teams that are sort of financially optimizing environments, how do you, how do you see that evolving over the course of the next year to kind of incorporate sustainability as as something that needs to be measured and managed at least as uh, efficiently as finance? Yeah. Sustainability should be just one of the elements that are measured as part of the FinOps uh, practice, yeah. I think. Yeah. Um, give you an example here at AWS. We have a, a team called Cloud Economics Team. So that's a team that works on business cases with customers and with partners and helps to uh, shape what the outcome is in terms of financial impact. Now we have added to that a while back uh, the impact assessment on sustainability to that as well. So it's 
part of the cloud economics practice, which is uh, which which helps to provide these inputs and to get the outputs. Yeah, absolutely. There is a direct correlation, of course. Yeah. Financial um, soundness or economic soundness also creates sustainable soundness as well, which is that the more efficient you are with cost, it, it has a direct relationship. So the two disciplines are very closely linked, as you said. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. And so then, sorry, just one more thing. No, it's okay. Um, we talked the other day about innovation, right? Mm -hmm. So innovation is really key for becoming more sustainable. Right. You know? right. We can do all the things that we can do on the hardware and on the infrastructure and even assessing code. But at the end of the day, we need to innovate also on our me mechanisms, on our processes, and the way the business operates, right? So in the Amazon world, of course, we are optimizing our supply chain. We are moving to electrical vehicles for mm. the last mile delivery. We are making our warehouses uh, sustainable and, and uh, using less carbon. We have a water pledge that we also starting now to reduce water and become water positive mm. over time. So we set a target on that as well. Um, because of the direct impact of that uh, temperature rising is, of course, the, the, the lack of water. Right. And uh, the other thing is, what are we building new to uh, our, for, for what solutions, what business cases can we can we come up with that help uh, reduce some of the problems that we have created mm. over the last years mm -hmm. ourselves as, as human mankind? Um, one example, we have a, um, in Malaysia, right? Of all places, uh, there's a great uh, uh, company that is busy in the, in the process of recycling plastic, making that plastic available in a recycling mode. Yeah, right. yeah. And that company has uh, gone and reached out to partners to and with us to, to work on a solution to trace the plastic hmm. and to reduce the amount of plastic that is hitting the ocean. That's the, one of our big problems, right? How much Absolutely, plastic is left yeah. in the ocean? Yeah. While we have other systems that collect plastic with chips, uh, their approach was to trace all the plastic items. So they are scanned with computer vision mm -hmm. when they go into the life cycle, and they can trace them back of where these items are and can then collect them and Incredible. bring them back into a recycle mechanism, all based on our machine learning and computer vision technologies. That's incredible. And, and how does that actually work? Have they got like tags in the bottles? The tag, the, the bottles, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely amazing, absolutely amazing. So maybe just to bring our conversation for today to a bit of a close, I guess if I'm um, either, you know, some portion into the cloud or I'm just starting a cloud adoption journey, what advice would you give organizations to <coughs> ensure that their journey is gonna, is gonna sort of drive a sustainable agenda? I think part of the, the, the decision-making process when you build a new workload or when you move your workload to, into the cloud should be what is my sustainability impact of that, right? Make yeah. that assessment. There's tools available to do that. We have solution architects that can help with that. We have partners that can help with that. And that's uh, 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 a first important step, right? How, yeah. how can I assess it? I need data, right? So if I build something new, can I assess it? What's the impact of that is? And is that hitting my sustainable, sustainability target as a company? And uh, if you do that, then of course you can start building on that, iterate on it, start measuring also when it, once it's in production and keep on improving. And, and from a business case point of view, when you're thinking about, uh, you know, taking a cloud adoption journey at whatever point, you know, often cost can be at the heart of that business case. Um, sustainability presumably now can be 
could be business case in a hard target sort of way? Absolutely. <coughs> you wanna, as I said earlier, right? So if you look at our cloud economics principles, you talked about FinSpace. So it's it's all linked, right? So mm -hmm. when you do your, your exercise of the business case, you want to understand that sustainability impact. You want to understand the direct impact, right? So where does it run and how does it run? But you also want to uh, probably assess over time what does that mean over long term, right? In, yeah. In a year, in two years, in three years from now, and then continually monitor that and then make sure that you are not growing in your sustainability impact, but actually reducing it by using either technology or mechanisms to, to reduce it. Very good, Tom. Lots to chew on there. So thank you very much for that. Rob, have you been out on the floor, combing I have, around? I have, yes. Uh, I have uh, uh, the final two themes. So a bit sad, these are your last ones. Uh, but they're good ones. Only two. Only two. But they're good. Um, the first one is absurd scale. Absurd scale. Absurd scale. And what we heard, especially from Werner Vogel's keynote this morning, was building architectures that are just mind-boggling with a few clicks. Yeah, right. 10,000 right. node event-driven architectures that are solving the world's biggest issues. Wow. And then the observability over the top of that to be able to understand it so you've got control over such a large architecture. You know, just a few years ago, building something like that would have been really difficult. And now it's just delivered with ease. So this is connected to the to the sort of themes earlier in the week in Absolutely. terms of simplifying, driving scale, managing scale more effectively. Absolutely. And it, it was demonstrated that the, these types of architectures solve the biggest problems in the world for right. the largest organization. So quite exciting to see that level of scale deployed so easily yeah, and very in such a manageable way. And it's all connected, again, going back to the themes we've heard all week. So, mm -hmm. uh, Indeed, I, and there's a sustainability angle to that as well, right? So what sort of data sets can we uh, uh, use to produce reports that help us to understand what impacts we can drive down on the on our environment right yeah absolutely absolutely it's done it's just making everything easier yeah which brings me on to uh, theme two which it's uh, it's all about the builders right and making their life a lot easier to go and build exciting things so we're seeing friction massively reduced in deploying large-scale architectures everything mm. connecting easily and we're seeing a massive increase in scale and performance across the whole architecture set um, but what's left is obviously you just need some funky imagination to know what you're going to build with it all. Right. So that's quite right. cool. But you've really seen making the builders' lives easier is, so a, is a thing. Have you got an, ex like an example of, of if I'm a builder, what can I do now more straightforwardly than I did before? So, so the whole, there was always this thing about, and we always like to build technical plumbing because we, we like that type of thing. But that whole problem of plumbing and making sure everything's connected and accessible, mm -hmm. it's just got so much easier. Right. So conceptually, um, how I deploy something new over the top of data, apply ML to it, observe it easily. It's just uh, all the pain's been taken away architecturally. Mm -hmm. So you have to think less about the core components and more about what the outcome you're going to create. Right. So you can spend more time thinking about how do you create that business outcome, that business solution, um, and deliver on your vision. It is architectural structuring built into some of this. So like previously in, you know, kind of in scaling cloud, you have to be extremely mindful from the landing zone up, the sort of architectures that you're creating. How are some of these tools helping with that issue? So we, we heard from John yesterday about automatic guide rails that stop you doing things you shouldn't do. Yeah. Then we're seeing an increase in easy connectivity so that we can join architectures together very quickly. And then we're seeing um, AI and ML being applied to the top so that you can get a result and an insight very quickly and not have to stare at dashboards for mm. hours. That point we used yesterday about Alexa, what's the next thing I need to think about type right. conversation. And it, right. it's just 
all easier. So friction massively reduced to create compelling outcomes much quicker. Thank you, Rob. And and Tom, it, it's interesting, isn't it, that the there's there's a lot of themes around making scale easier this week. Yeah. How do you think that balances with the sustainability agenda? Well, it, it goes hand in hand, really, because while we need this big uh, the thinking big pro, uh, approach to solve really big problems, mm. at the same time, we're also building out an infrastructure that is sustainable, right? So uh, in the cloud. So that's while you're building this out and you may think you're actually producing more than you have a bigger impact, you are not because we are at the same time reducing the impact that yeah, the application like opt optimizing yeah. at infrastructure level. I want to make a point on the next level of optimization, perhaps just to your point on simplifying it for builders. We're doing actually the same for developing, right? So the, the AI tools that are now available to help in coding. And uh, there's, there's sort of a vision that many of these uh, tools can actually in the future be substituting some part of the mundane task of coding. Mm. Uh, that's mm. an interesting approach as well, because it will help also to optimize code I was in terms say. of sustainability. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Fantastic. Rob, great themes again. Thank you very much. Okay, good. In the next show, we're going to pull all those together, I think, and just take a step back and see what the whole picture looks like. Absolutely. We'll get that ready. We'll get that ready. Looking Can't wait to, to hear, <laughs> listen to your summary. And Tom, thank you very much again for spending some time with us. It was my great pleasure. Lots of insights on I mean, possibly the most important subject at the at the at the um, exhibition this year. Yeah, absolutely. So look, we're all on LinkedIn. Please do give us a follow, connect to us, and uh, we'll see you back in the reinvent reality next time. Awesome, thank you. <laughs>